You're listening to Consider This with Sam Dylan Finch, a podcast that gives you a little glimpse into my inner world. Let's Queer Things Up is a blog that focuses on mental health in the queer and transgender community. It's where I share my personal journey as someone who is non-binary and struggling with obsessive compulsive disorder and ADHD and just being a queer person in the Trump era. This podcast is where I share some of my more personal thoughts and feelings of how I'm learning to become a more resilient person in the world that we live in. This is a scary time to be queer, transgender, psychiatrically disabled, or marginalized in any way. I created this podcast for my patrons at patreon.com slash Finch as a way to both support the work that I do at the blog, but also to give you a little dose of inspiration to maybe give you an epiphany or a laugh or something worthwhile that helps you survive in this time that we're living in. I hope you'll stay tuned in because I'm really excited to share with you some of the heart stuff, the soul stuff, the stuff that reminds you of what it means to be alive because it's so easy to forget when we're so caught up in the day-to-day dismal, despondent stuff that comes up on our news feeds. I'm hoping that this podcast will, I don't know, be a little bit of an antidote to the kind of endless battering of terrible news that we get all the time. I want to bring it back to basics, the stuff that makes life feel worthwhile, the stuff that we hang on for. So consider this is going to ask you some big questions. Some big questions that I hope will help you figure out the kind of person that you want to be apart from the political climate, apart from the culture, just down to the root, down to the who are you stuff. So that's what this podcast is, hopefully, anyway. I appreciate you tuning in and I hope that you'll keep tuning in. The podcast is going to be regularly available on my Patreon, and I'll include a link in the description so you can check it out. And with that said, let's get started. Okay, consider this. Optimism is power. I kind of feel, as someone who's been really embedded in social justice spaces, conversations, optimism has kind of become stigmatized, not in the same sort of systemic, big way, but I just mean that there's kind of an assumption that if you have any optimism whatsoever, you're really naive. But consider that we need optimism. Consider even that optimism is the lifeblood of our movements, the lifeblood of our mental health and our resilience. Hope is really important. If we don't believe that it's possible to build a better world, if we don't believe that it's possible for us to build better lives for ourselves, 
what the hell are we doing? I, for whatever reason, have been more or less a pretty optimistic person in life. You can attribute that to any number of things, but I really believe that it's in my nature. But in recent years, I became kind of afraid to be optimistic. Anytime I started to think about a reason to be hopeful, anytime I started to think about something that gave me motivation and persistence, I found myself really reluctant to talk about it. I kept thinking, well, if you're optimistic, it's just because you have the privilege to be optimistic, that you still have a reason to be hopeful because the world hasn't crushed you. Sometimes I was afraid that my optimism made me seem really naive, or that it made me seem really immature or unevolved. For whatever reason, I've noticed that in a lot of social justice spaces, optimism is kind of frowned upon. But here's the thing. We need it. There is power in being hopeful. There's power in having conviction. There's power in believing that we are capable of more that we are capable of becoming something better, that the world isn't a lost cause, and that we ourselves aren't a lost cause. Consider that everyone needs optimism. We don't need it in heavy doses. We don't need it all the time. We don't need to be something that we're not. But in those moments when we feel hopeful or inspired or... I don't know, energized, we shouldn't consider ourselves unevolved or naive or push that feeling away as though it's somehow wrong or silly. Optimism is amazing. Optimism has driven so much social change, not just in our lifetime, but for generations and generations. If people didn't believe that we could do better, there would be no movement. Not everyone needs to be an optimist and not everyone needs to force an attitude that they don't have. But consider that optimism is a really healthy survival skill. It's a really important thing to possess. Because at the end of the day, if we were all as despondent and, and hopeless, as certain people would have you believe. Progress wouldn't be possible. No one would be motivated to move forward if they believed that their efforts were totally futile. So consider that the next time that you feel hopeful, savor it. Savor it. Let it sit with you. Feel it. Taste it. Know it. Take it out to dinner. When you feel hopeful, when you catch a glimpse of something that makes you believe that we're not all fucked, that the kids will be all right, hold on to that. Maybe for a second longer than you usually would. Don't move on or rush into the next thing or or start to, I don't know, analyze it or overthink it. Just feel it and know that it's okay to feel hopeful. 
that more than that, it's amazing to feel hopeful. That's a survival mechanism that has served humanity for much longer than we can even conceive of. Consider that optimism is precious. It's a valuable and fleeting resource. And consider that for your own sanity. Optimism is really important because not only do we need to feel hopeful to continue on, but we deserve to feel hope. We are worthy of believing that we can be better, healthier, more whole. These are things that are so important and integral to our own personal growth and our growth as a community, as a world. I've noticed in my own life that when I start to feel optimistic, I feel weirdly ashamed, like I've betrayed people who are struggling or that I'm just being naive and that I'm not engaging with the reality of the world. There's that quote, it's, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. But that just sounds terrible. To be angry all the time, I don't know who that serves. I think we need balance, we need a middle path, and optimism is part of that. If you don't feel angry and instead you feel hopeful, don't go searching for anger. Instead, be grateful that you have this survival mechanism and this precious gift that can motivate you to do things. Anger is important and critical and totally valid. Just the same optimism and hope and drive and energy, those are really valuable things too. And I think it's time that we start honoring that experience and, and nourishing and cultivating those feelings. And besides that, if you're angry all the time or despondent or depressed, that's not mentally healthy either. In fact, it could be indicative that you need extra support. So rather than creating this hierarchy of valid emotions, saying that anger is the more valid emotion if you care about justice or righteousness or, or despair, what if we put all emotional experiences on an even playing field what if we honored the fact that emotions are messengers and they're trying to tell us something and that they all have a function and a use and a value and inherent worth? Rather than denying ourselves certain emotional experiences, we should be thinking about what they can provide us, why they're so critical, what about them serves us or serves our communities. I don't know, it's just something to consider. This is a moment of gratitude. I think gratitude is really special and I knew when I started this podcast that I wanted to take a moment every episode to capture something that I'm grateful for. Today, 
I'm really grateful for the moments in which I feel small. Right now, I'm on vacation and I happen to be somewhere where I can stand in front of the ocean. As silly as it sounds, I'm really, really grateful that I can stand in front of the ocean and be reminded that I am such a tiny person. I think sometimes we really need to have that reminder. The weight of the world can feel so heavy and sometimes we can take on this huge amount of responsibility for it. Like we have to fix everything. For folks who really care about the state of the world, that's a burden that can feel crushing. When I stand in front of the ocean and I just see how vast it is and I'm reminded of how small I am, I'm able to release some of that responsibility. Obviously, I'm responsible for how I move through the world and how I treat other people and to do my very, very best to leave the world a little bit better than I found it. But it's also good to remember that I'm one person. One person can do a lot, but one person can't do everything. I have limits. I'm a tiny organism in this really big planet. When I was standing in front of the ocean yesterday and I was looking at how vast it is, how immense it is, it was such an important reminder that I can't do everything. In fact, if I went out into the water far enough, it would definitely pull me in and I would be in big trouble, which kind of feels like an appropriate metaphor. We can only do so much. It's good to have ideals and aspirations and to want to be a good person and have a positive impact in the world. It's also okay to take a moment and realize that you have limitations. It's okay to rest. It's okay to pause. It's okay to remember that you only have the capacity that you have. Beyond that, I also think it's just good to be in awe of things. I get really swept up in the news cycle. I think most people listening to this probably do. It's good to be in awe of something. Being in front of the ocean, seeing how massive and beautiful and mysterious it is, it was a really grounding reminder that there's more to the world than just my human problems. There's more to the world than the injustices that I sometimes get really fixated on. When you get caught up in the news cycle, it can really warp your perspective of where you are. Yesterday when the water was lapping at my feet and the sand was underneath my heels sinking, it, it 
was kind of a miraculous thing because it reminded me that even humanity itself isn't shit. The world is so much more than us. The universe is so much more than us. Sometimes you really have to pause and remember that. And to remember too that there is something really special about being in awe of the world and the universe. When was the last time you looked up at the stars and searched for a constellation? When was the last time you really felt the ground underneath your feet? It's so easy to lose perspective because it's a scary time to be a human being. If you're in the US especially, it is a very scary time to be alive. And that's valid, but also, when was the last time you just looked at something beautiful and realized that you are tiny, you are so small, <laughs> we are so small. In reality too, humanity as a whole, if you put the earth on a timeline, like if you condensed this timeline into a single day, I think humanity is something like much less than a minute of that day. I don't know if you ever think this way, but sometimes when I see a house fly, I think of like how short their lifespan is. It's just like something like a week. Don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. But it's all about scale, right? Because if you look at the existence of this planet that we're on, we are kind of house flies in that regard. We are small, so small. I'm grateful for the moments that I remember that because it shifts my perspective. It gets me outside of my own head. And sometimes, even just for the sake of your sanity, you need to get outside of your own head. And I think that's been kind of missing for me lately. I'm grateful that I could stand on the beach and look at the water. I also saw a sea turtle, which was really, really cool. To just remember that I'm not everything. You know, my psychiatrist once even told me that when he gets kind of like caught up in his own shit, he just tells himself, Luke, you're not shit. Which sounds really abrasive, but also there's a lot of truth to that. Not that my psychiatrist isn't worth anything, but just that we're not shit. We're really not as big and important as we think we are all the time. Because yeah, there's climate change and yeah, we are really not awesome as a species. We're having a pretty negative net impact. But that said, we're also not important in the scheme of the universe. And the planet is gonna be fine one day when humanity isn't around. But more than that, we need to keep things in perspective. We need to get outside of ourselves and realize that there's something really magnificent and beyond us. It's all around us if we actually pay attention. There is so much that we don't know and we don't see. There's so much more to being alive than what we're seeing on our Facebook newsfeed. 
sometimes, and I realize this is going to make me sound like a cranky grandpa, but we need to put our phones down and remember that there is so much more out there. And it's not all about us. Sometimes it's okay to watch the sunset and realize that we are a part of something so much bigger. I'm grateful that I can remember that, that I was able to remember that. And I think tying this back to the theme of optimism, I'm really optimistic that whatever bigger thing I'm a part of, I think we're all supposed to be here. I think we all play a very small part in this bigger choreography of sorts that even if humanity is just like a minute on the clock if we're like the house flies of the universe we have a brilliant opportunity to do something meaningful and beautiful whether it lasts or not we have free will and choices and we can experience things and that in and of itself is really really cool if we only have a minute, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to take care of each other? How do we keep things in perspective? I know it sounds kind of woo, but I'm really, really glad that I could take a second and feel small because we are small and sometimes it really, really helps me to know that because then I can prioritize and realize that there is inherent value in everything that I do, even if I am small. And I can make choices, not just to better the world or save the world or whatever I think I can do as a tiny person, but I can also just experience and feel and be that's a valid choice to make. Like, why else are we here? So, I guess my advice, if you want my advice anyway, is to go do something that reminds you of how small you are and be grateful. Be grateful that you are a part of this magnificent and confusing and enormous thing existence or life or whatever it is, it's good to take a moment to remember your role in that, in the bigger thing, not just the immediate Kim Kardashian thing, you know, the Instagram version of whatever life we're living, but the real stuff, like the I'm standing in front of the ocean and I'm realizing I'm small and powerful version of life. We all need to get outside of our own heads and today I'm really grateful that I can do that. And I'm really grateful that I can do that again and again and again if my life does become heavy or overwhelming. There is a lot of value in that perspective. So tonight, maybe 
take an extra second to look at the moon if it's visible. Look up at the stars or even just feel your feet on the ground. Those are good things to do every once in a while. Like really, really good things to do. close out this episode of Consider This, I want to pull from some childhood wisdom of mine. I think it's a good idea to reflect on some of the thoughts that you had as a kid back when the world was new and you were maybe less jaded. I think our child selves have so much to teach us. And I was thinking recently about a question I used to ask myself as a kid. I couldn't have been any older than five or six years old. I would lay awake at night sometimes. I had really bad insomnia for most of my life. And I would ask myself this hypothetical. It was something like, if I had a megaphone and it was loud enough so that anyone anywhere in the world could hear and understand what I was saying. Like it could translate into every language and reach every person. What would I want the world to know? I know it's kind of a big question for a five-year-old to be contemplating, but that's just kind of the weird kid that I was. Back then, I used to answer that question with some variation on, you don't need to fight each other. Because when I was five or six and I was learning about what war was, learning about history and that humanity just always seemed to be fighting itself, I couldn't understand it because I thought if we have words and that, you know, if we used them and tried our best to explain I don't know how we felt. We wouldn't need to fight. Obviously, that's kind of a childish, maybe, way of thinking about the world, but I also think there's a little bit of truth to that. That if we learned how to access our emotions and how to talk about them and talk to each other, maybe we wouldn't be fighting so much. I don't think it would prevent a war, necessarily. If that were the case, um, therapists would make really great diplomats. It's not such a bad idea, actually. But anyway, what I do think that little bit of childhood wisdom is telling me at this place in my life is that if we can acknowledge that everyone around us is fighting some kind of internal battle, that we're all in some way wounded from this human experience, if we can practice acknowledging and seeing that pain in each other, the world might actually be a softer place, a kinder place. If I ask myself this question now, if I like have this megaphone in front of me at age 27, what would I say to the world? I don't know that I would change my answer all that much. I think what I would want to say to the rest of the world is that I know that you're hurting. Whoever you are and whatever you've experienced, I know that you're hurting. 
think a lot of people, first and foremost, just want their pain to be seen. And obviously that's not true of every single human being ever, but a lot of us just want our pain to be seen. We're not always good at stitching our own wounds. There's something important that happens when we see each other that we can't create all by ourselves. And I think if I had a megaphone and could find a way to make sure that people who feel alone in their pain know that someone sees it, I think that's what I'd want to use that megaphone for. If I could somehow find a way to make sure that people who are suffering know that someone sees it, that's what I would want to do. I bring up this hypothetical because I think the way that we answer it actually tells us something about who we want to be in the world. So as silly as my five or six-year-old self was to ask such a big question, I want to pose that question to you. If you could say something and have everyone in the world understand it, what would you say? If you could do something like that? What's the message that you would want people to grasp? Because when I look at the answer I had as a kid and I look at the answer that I have now, I realize that I'm someone who never wants to lose sight of the fact that we're all human and hurting and just trying to figure shit out. I think that's a core value of mine, is wanting to make sure that I don't lose sight of the humanity of the person next to me, across from me, across the ocean from me. I don't want to lose sight of the fact that we all have some kind of battle that we're fighting, even if it's not always very apparent to me. I don't want to lose sight of that. And I think that that is helpful information because it can inform how I move through the world. So if you could put that message out there, if you could get it across to every single person, what message would you leave the world with? And with that, <laughs> with that kind of big question, I'm going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank all of my patrons for donating. You not only make this podcast possible, but you make Let's Queer Things Up possible. If you're new and you have no idea what any of this is about and you just kind of rolled with it, letsqueerthingsup.com is a blog that I run um, talking about mental health in the LGBTQ community. And Patreon is where people leave monthly donations to support me in doing that work and creating things like this podcast. If you liked this episode, this is the one and only episode that will be publicly available. Everything else will be exclusively on Patreon in a fundraising effort to make sure that the blog can remain free and accessible to anyone who needs it. So if you liked what you heard, um, or you found my voice to be a really good tool for falling asleep, totally valid, um, head on over to Patreon. 
Like I said earlier in the show, I will include a link that you can click on in the description um, and you can check it out. Uh, The podcast is really special to me and I just so appreciate the donations and the support that made it possible for me to share all of this with you. Um, And if you liked it, please be sure to let me know. Um, This is kind of different from what I would usually do and I'm curious what you got out of it. Um, With all that said, thank you for tuning in and for spending a little time with me. And I look forward to chatting in a couple weeks. Have a good day.